Well, I think, again, going back to history, we're living through history. So I think what I want to do is amplify voices as much as I can. And I think that's that's what the opportunity I have. I want to amplify people's voices. Welcome to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. I'm your host, Leah Lem. And I'm your other host, Cole Primo. And on this show, (laughs) Native Lights, we get to, we have the honor Mm -hmm. to talk to Native folks around Minnesota, from Minnesota, um, tribal members from around the country living in Minnesota, uh, just really great people um, hearing about their gifts their purpose and, you know, really what motivates people. It's definitely not the worst job. (laughs) (laughs) It is not. How are you doing, bro? I'm good. I'm good. You know, just just settling in. It's getting colder down here. I'm sure it's pretty dang cold up there, too. (laughs) In the great north woods. Tall and piney. So how are you keeping busy? Um, Actually, um, I, I just finished a series that Bryce, our brother, suggested. It's called The Red Rising like four books. Um, there's still one on the way, but I finished what so far happened. Um, and now I'm listening to the Anton Troyer's uh, Language Warrior book, Audible. So that's been fun. Okay. So yeah. So you're listening to stuff. Yeah. How about you? I've been listening to the podcast called Morbid. Oh, yes. Is that the true crime stuff? Yeah, it's true crime. <laughs> I'm not sure how much longer I can listen to it. I really appreciate the work they <laughs> yeah. do. But I don't know if my nerves can handle it, but it's really well done. They're really fun, the hosts are. Yeah, I actually used to listen to Crime Junkies, which is, I think, a like a similar thing, which is true crime, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of a lot of disturbing <laughs> stories. I know, and I just, I really feel it must be such a hard job to, like, honor the people, the victims. Yeah. But still tell a story that, you know, can matter to people. But, oof, it is. Exactly. The, it's a whole wide world out there. I also, yeah. I know. just caught up on the Toasted Sister podcast hosted by Andy Murphy, their awesome native podcaster. They were talking about the history of Thanksgiving Ooh. and Andy had some great guests on and um, I really appreciated their take on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, uh, your welcome day. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a really significant conversation to hear. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now we get to make radio and we get to make podcasts. Which is pretty crazy. It is. It is a huge <laughs> honor, big job, lots of um, nerves, <laughs> <laughs> lots of uh, emotions, wanting to get it right, you know, because, you know, when people are listening, you want to, you know... Um, give them something good to listen to, but also honor the stories that of the people yeah. that we talk to. So, hence. <laughs> the, uh, good transition. Yes, hence the nerves. But yeah, it, it's, been, um, it's been a cool ride. And today we get to talk to somebody else who's had kind of a cool ride with making radio and uh, transitioning over into podcasts and mm. content and interviewing folks. So I'm really excited to talk to Robert Pilot today. He is a radio host and a teacher, and he's from the Ho-Chunk Nation. 
has quite a few radio programs that he works on, so we'll we'll get to talk to him about that today. He's also a water protector um, and a parent, and he is married, and he lives in St. Paul. So welcome to the program. Welcome to the conversation, Robert Pilot. We're excited to have you here today. Bonjour. Well, uh, ho-chunk raja wakunja hade hingadena. I just said my name's uh, Distant Thunder, and I'm Ho Chunk uh, in our in our language. Glad to be here. Awesome, thank you. I was just going to ask you to please introduce yourself, but you did it for me. That's awesome. You know the drill, right? <laughs> I uh, I had Deanna uh, uh, Standing Cloud or Thunder uh, Standing Cloud. Yeah, yeah. I had her on my show once, and it was in the studio, and. She introduced herself, and she introduced her family and uh, her kids. I, maybe what clan she was in. It was re- it was really powerful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I started tearing up because it was so long. And then she said, "This is what I just said," and I was like, "Oh my god, that was mm-hmm. beautiful." Yeah, we just had her on uh, Native Lights here a couple of weeks ago, and she gave her lovely long introduction, and yeah. she talked about how she, you know, it's important to be able to speak the language whenever possible. Yeah. So I really appreciate that from her. So how are you doing today, Robert? Well, one of the things that I do uh, is I'm a high school teacher, too. I teach film and video. And uh, in St. Paul Public Schools, uh, I have an all-Native homeroom. Uh, Each year, I have new new fresh faces, ninth graders, and this year. And I'm not doing well under under those uh, circumstances because teaching is all about relationships. And it's hard to really have a relationship when um, it's over the computer, for one. And two, sometimes students are embarrassed to turn their cameras on or turn their uh, microphones on because there may be, I've asked that, and there may be a lot of things going on in the background that it's maybe embarrassing. So I'm all about relationships. And so this has been really difficult uh, Mm. for me um, that way. I've been doing more radio, though. So that's a positive. Mm. But the, the relationships with the Native community and uh, my high school have been really squashed since uh, distance learning. And I don't know if you all remember, but we were also on strike uh, before Saint this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, first time since 1946. And we were kind of told, you better get back if you want your health care. We came back one day and then we all... We came back one day. We were on strike for three days. We came back one day, and then they they closed the schools. Mm-hmm. So um, it was good, I suppose, that we came back and, and called off the strike. But we really uh, we really had some momentum, and I think uh, <laughs> COVID really kind of slowed that down too. Mm. Yeah, there's so much that that the pandemic slowed down. Right. Well, we just had a birthday party for uh, my wife and my daughters, who I r- rarely see now because of COVID. And their husbands were here and we were outside freezing and masks on and celebrating my wife's birthday. And uh, that's hard. I want to hug my kids, you know, mm-hmm. and I want to, you know, squeeze my uh, son-in-law's hands really hard so they know who's in charge. But <laughs> I can't do any of that. <laughs> you sound like my uh, <laughs> my dad. A bit. <laughs> I'm old enough to be your dad, so I'm just saying that reminds me of him for sure. <laughs> Great. So, Robert, can you tell us a little bit about the radio programs that you work on? 
Well, the radio shows, it started uh, three years ago with Native Roots Radio, and uh, that was Saturday. It was an hour show, and it was because of all the misinformation from Standing Rock nationally and locally, and there was an opportunity to um, to get on uh, AM 950 and speak our truth, which is a commercial station. And then uh, we went to uh, two hours and on Saturday, and then we went to... Pilots Progressive Party, which uh, is at Wednesdays at five to six, and then during the election season, we did a show called uh, "Rock the Vote Native Style" um, on AM nine fifty and across Facebook Live, and that show uh, was from two, and it's still on. It's two to three. We've just cha- rebranded it to "Rock the Treaties," and then we do a Sunday symposium which was really interesting. Last night we did one. We had Winona LaDuke and I was just up in the line three and it was all the people that live up there and that are going to be fighting this uh, dirty pipeline. So I'm on like seven hours. Plus I'm on KFAI, the best of Native Roots Radio. There you go. Wow. Best of too. That's how much content you have. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, but it's funny too. I I just have to say this and uh, is I'm just a conduit. I mean, you guys... You two guys really work hard, and I just happen to have good guests that I can that believe in the same thing I do, and that really speak for me. But they speak their own truth, so it's it's really easy for me to do because of the, the great guests I have. Well, I gotta say, I think we can say yeah. this a similar thing. Like we have great exactly. guests um, until just, today. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a pretty good now. run. Gotta admit. <laughs> everybody needs a break right (laughs) so when did you start you know feeling you had a knack for you know the radio work um i don't really feel like i do have a knack for it (laughs) (laughs) i still figuring it out yeah i'm still figuring it out and but again i think it got to a point i'm a film person i like telling stories and Mm -hmm. um i teach video and film in high school and i've been doing that for many years and so I, I really, like I said, uh, I feel like I'm a conduit. I really do. I, I think my my biggest question to my guests are, tell me your story mm-hmm. and let them go. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people like the question and answer. So I do have to listen to what they're saying so I can ask a, a question that they haven't said. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I used to write everything down too, every th- word I was going to say. Mm. You know, and um, so that's gotten better. So I don't know. I think it's I'm a work in progress. I really am. <laughs> it sounds like like story is central uh, to what you do. Can you talk a little bit about maybe your students and how how you teach that? How you teach kind of storytelling or I don't know. How do you inspire students? Well, uh, I think one of the things I inspire students by being real Mm. and they I'm one of those teachers and I I guess I'm bragging by saying that that you know the I always tell I always tell new teachers this if if it's about you you're gonna have a terrible year if it's about the students you're gonna have a great year and and kids and uh can tell if you're full of it or not Mm. to be there and be real with the kids um, you can ask them to do anything. I also taught drumline, like a marching band drumline for 10 years at, at uh, Harding. And um, 
it's about relationships. It really, really is. You know. Okay, this is blowing my mind. You taught a drumline? Yeah. No, I'm a trumpet player. <laughs> but I can <laughs> okay. read music and I can yell at kids. So that was, <laughs> it all. Fit. Well, when I was young, I marched in a drum and bugle corps. Um, the Madison Scouts and the St. Paul Scouts. I did that in, in musically and, and sports. And, and so, I mean, teaching, of course, it isn't the way it was in the 70s when it's like, you know, you're doing push-ups and holding the horn out because you messed up. You're, you're more, um, you know, trying to motivate them to be the best they can and the opportunities that they get that a lot of people don't. Because I was teaching a class and I don't think anywhere in St. Paul or even maybe the state of Minnesota was teaching a drumline class that performed, you know, um, it just got to be too much. And, um, you know, and I was co-teaching with the, uh, with the, uh, band director and it was always a struggle for numbers because, you know, um, the core classes, which people should be taking, but we forget the arts and, and, uh, the extracurricular and then these things get cut. So, uh, it was a great run. Uh, I'm still in relationships on Facebook and see people that were in my drumline. So, um, but again, it's all about relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned things getting cut. I know. I we had a survey to fill out for our school district, and it was like rank your priorities. You know, it was like the arts, or or like art class, music. You know. Uh, whatever science like olympiad or you know these like extra class quote unquote extra classes mm-hmm. i was like how could you possibly prioritize all of these these should all be like central <laughs> to our learning well in in a in a, in a uh, real way it it saved a lot of kids lives the last 10 years because that's the only reason why they came to school mm-hmm. um you know, and I think, you know, I've, I've seen it and experienced it myself being a late bloomer is that, you know, it's not a race. These kids are going to figure it out. Some might figure it out right after they graduate and some may figure it out 10 years from now. And uh, it's not up to me to, to do that and have them figure it out on my timetable. So, you know, I think a lot of Native kids are late bloomers, too. I really do. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today, we're chatting with Robert Pilot, Ho-Chunk Nation citizen, radio host, and teacher. One of your shows is called uh, Awake, right? Yeah. I'm I'm awake. Native Roots Radio, I'm awake, yeah. And I see the phrase, you know, all we all need to become awake. What is it? What does it mean to be awake to you? Well, part of the name came from going to Standing Rock, and I think we were all awakening um, from from a, a deep sleep of, of as Native Americans. I think we we really talk about you know the mascot names and things like that. But here's here's a uh, Native American uh, president chairman asking people to come and protect their water all over the country and. Uh, we were awoke by that. I uh, was awoke. Uh, I was too young for wounded knee, and I felt like this was my wounded knee. And and there was a lot of awoke people there. And part of it too, uh, Native Roots Radio. I was thinking that the show is called Native Roots Radio. I'm awake. I was also thinking that maybe down the line it'll be Native Roots Radio. Um, 
dance party. I don't know. You know, like another <laughs> another name to go on there. But we're still awakening, and especially with what's happening at line three right now. Yeah, and I was I was going to talk about that with like line three and it. You know that its construction is a huge issue right now. And as a water protector, radio maker, content creator, what values guide your work? You know, with in fighting for water issues. Well, I think again, going back to history, we're living through history. So I think part of my my um, feeling and what I want to do is amplify voices as much as I can. And I think that's that's what the opportunity I have. Whether it's an art show or whether it's a, you know, a fry bread um, sale, I want to amplify people's mm. voices. And um, I want to know about that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I want one of those prairie dogs. Um, but uh, <laughs> but don't tell my wife we're vegan. Um, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this isn't this isn't going to be on, is it? Um, so. Uh, <laughs> No, but I just to amplify voices, I think is really, really important. And I, I found a niche and I found uh, capacity to do that. And I found that uh, I have a great voice, and, but I can't read very well. And, I, and if you ask Mary Kunish Podine about pronouncing names, I think it took me two years to pronounce her name correctly. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. It sounds perfect now. So, Robert, you get to talk to people all the time. Does it come naturally, talking to folks and asking them questions? It's really natural until uh, the light's on and the mic's on. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way. And then, and then I listen to the show and I go, wow, I just made up a word. Um, <laughs> yes, do you keep track of the words? No, but uh, the, the guest answered correctly, so it's... <laughs> it was like he he or she understood those words I made up. That's right. I figure if you make up a word and the other person understands, boom, it's all right. It's a word now. <laughs> That's awesome. So what motivates you to keep up the work you're doing? Well, as you can kind of tell right now, I'm kind of jazzed up. I'm kind of, go, I'm kind of uh, after being mellow and talk, uh, teaching, taking a little power nap before this, it's like, I'm old now, so I only have a little coffee in the morning, and I'm fired up right now. So talking to you guys, so this is fun. I kind of know what I'm talking about because I've, I'm just talking about my own experience. So it isn't it isn't hard. It's just fun talking to uh, some other Indians. <laughs> eager to laugh, eager to share, for sure. <laughs> That's right. So, Robert, what has been one of the more memorable moments that have stood out to you while working in radio in the last three three or so years? I think meeting uh, Clyde Belcourt, founder of American Indian Movement, and Clyde's been on many times um, because, uh, as I said earlier, I really love history and I really respect the American Indian Movement uh, because I know back in the 70s, a lot of us were not proud to be natives. We were we were Italian. We were Italian, or we were uh, Latino, or we were something else. Until the American Indian Movement really came out there, and with their with their really uh, intense messaging about Native Americans, and um, we became proud to be Native. You know, I, I was a junior in high school when in 1978 when uh, the act of us being able to do our own religion. You know, so there's all these things that 
historically that I've lived through, but having Clyde, and now Clyde's become a friend of mine. He's been on my show many times. I went to uh, Wounded Knee with him this past year, past year, and so it's living history right there. So I think he's one of the most memorable ones. I watched a recent live stream, and I saw, I saw that on the stream you had a comment that said that you don't stand for lateral violence. And I remember it was something you brought up during a listening session we were at a year or two ago. I remember you saying something about lateral violence. Um, could you just explain what that is and like your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, here's a really good example that I wouldn't like you both, and I would talk both you guys down because you have a radio, a radio show. And so instead of uplifting you and going, wow, you know, I'm really happy to be on your show. How can I promote your show? How can I, you know, how can we work together? How can we do things? The lateral violence is, is, is colonized and it's jealousy and things that, I mean, we're supposed to let everybody in our circle. That's what we were taught. Not to be, oh, you know, you got a better show than I do. And I'm going to try and put you down on Facebook because you're drinking pop while I'm answering this question, you know? <laughs> oh, Sorry well, about that. I won't. You can get that in editing, but um, you know what I mean? And, and so there, there is that colonized thing. It's like people who really, and I don't really, and knock on wood, I don't get it that much, but I see a lot of my friends get it and that are really trying to do the best they can. And so I shouldn't say that because then I'll pretty soon I'll start being attacked. But um, it's colonized thinking and, and there's no place for it. And, and we have to tell our, our brothers and sisters that statement and hopefully that one, they can snap out of it and two, they can understand that that's not good. That is an excellent point. And uh, one of those things that we've dived into before like the crabs in a bucket mentality of like pulling one another down when they're trying to you know <laughs> do something that is a that is a great analogy it really is and i'll stop talking bad about you guys now that you're <laughs> well i guess now now that we know each other <laughs> but and i think that's really central to our conversations that we have on this program is really celebrating one another's gifts because those are gifts that we're given that we're supposed to use and share. So if other people are using their gifts to help the community, like that is, that's great, right? I want to support that. I was talking to Robert Lilligren about that and I kind of was I kind of was talking a little bad about a, a certain organization to him in private and he said, "Hey, there's enough for all of us." And it was like, "Yeah, I needed to hear that. You're right. You're right." So, I mean, if I'm tired and crabby, I can become that person too. It's just, am I spiritually fit right now? Have I done what I needed to do um, in the morning? Have, you know, have I done the daily deed, daily deed? And, you know, and if I haven't, maybe I will be talking bad about people and it'll get out there. But we live in a small community. And if anyone knows anything, everybody knows everything. So that's a good thing, too, to keep me in check and hopefully other people. But we are in a small community. But, yeah, lateral violence is it's, it's a real thing, and it's a thing I really can't stand for. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned Robert Lilligren. I just want to um, add he's the executive director of the Native American Community Development Institute. Yep. It's Institute, right? Okay. <laughs> and he's a reg and he's a regular on Native Roots Radio. 
Yeah, he sounds like he'd be a great person to chat with. Oh, he's awesome. And we have, uh, because I pre-record that, we have a lot of, uh, I don't know if I can say this, and giggles before we talk. <laughs> we, we, we yuck, uh, how about if I say it like this? We yuck it up before we go on live. And, and then we're, we're pretty funny uh, when we go on. But he's got, he's the heartbeat. And, you know, he's kind of people I want to amplify because he's a groundbreaker. He's a, he's a first native city council member, first openly gay uh, council member in Minneapolis. All these things that he can help with our up and coming next generation, which is what we're all supposed to be doing. You're listening to Native Lights, where indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today we're chatting with Robert Pilot. He lives in the Twin Cities. He's a radio host and teacher, and is a citizen of the Ho Chunk Nation. Um, so, Robert, what is how does the, what's the future hold for you? Native Roots Radio is going to be on five days a week, and we're expanding to Chicago and other progressive stations in Milwaukee and uh, Madison. And so we'll be on uh, five hours a week with all the same guests and they're just going to be on different hours uh, or different days. Um, For me personally, I'm running for a Ho-Chunk legislator and then I may retire from school teaching. And then if I win that uh, legislator, I'll become, uh, I'll retire from teaching. And then a year later I'll run for St. Paul school board. Mm -hmm. So it's all, it's all about giving back, you know, and you guys are young, but I'm old and I'm going, Geez, I only got about <laughs> 10 more good years here. I better get busy. Plenty of time. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you so much, Robert Pilot, for yeah. joining us today. I really appreciate you taking the time to share your words and your story and some of that good old-fashioned wisdom. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Gwich. Hi, Joani. Thank you for having me on. What a joy. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Pilot, everybody. It's great talking to a fellow conduit. I feel like it's kind of like, you know, when, you know, you have a TV show, a couple of TV shows that kind of cross over. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> Grey's Anatomy and The Practice or whatever. Mm-hmm. It just feels like kind of a cool crossover that just happened. So, yeah. Yeah. It's great talking to him. Yeah. I really liked you know, hearing, you know, about being a conduit and storytelling and making community or like building community by doing that. Like I said in the, during the interview, I definitely relate to a lot of what he was, what he was portraying, like just being a person that lets other people tell their truth, you know, tell their stories. Mm -hmm. And I'm at the very least, uh, if I've accomplished that, that's, that's great. Big thank you to Robert Pilot. Robert is a teacher and radio host and citizen of the Ho-Chunk Nation. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Native Lights this week. Uh, we really appreciate all of our listeners. So thanks for Definitely. thanks for being there with us, uh, hearing from these awesome guests. Yeah, like Robert Pilot said, we're, we're, we're figuring it out here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Cole. It's time to say goodbye. All right. Or not goodbye, but giggle wobberman. <laughs> this is Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. 
produced by Minnesota Native News with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. If you want to hear this episode again or listen to past episodes of the show, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Search for Native Lights where Indigenous Voices Shine in your podcast app.